You are listening to the sermon stream of the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com slash sermons. Uh, Psalm 19, there's uh, several famous sayings uh, that we know from this 19th Psalm. It's a Psalm of God's two revelations. We're told of his creation, uh, particularly by uh, looking up, looking at the sky and the, the marvelous thing that's there. Uh, in, the, in the heavens above. And there's some knowledge about God we can glean from that and should glean from that and should be universal as the sun and the moon are universal for all. But then it also talks about God's second revelation, which is the law of God. And in the famous section beginning in verse 7, in which uh, four or five verses there following, we have set to uh, music and sing in... Uh, uh, often, and I don't believe it's in this hymnal, but it's in most of the other hymnals, uh, modern hymnals that I've used. Uh, we sing that part of the psalm, and it talks about all of the practical benefits uh, morally and ethically for us in God's uh, revelation uh, uh, of his word. And so uh, we see the much finer discernment of things that the word gives us than nature does, but they both have their place. So uh, Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. So... Without words, but full of words. A knowledge that, uh, that goes everywhere, even though it's not literally heard, but it just pours out. It just pours out information about God. In them he set the tent for his son, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber. And like a strong man runs his course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit is to the end of them. There is nothing hidden from its heat. And so, verse 4 again, this voice goes to all the earth, their words to the end of the world. So everybody can see this, the glory of the sun, the glory of the moon, the glory of the stars. We can know there's a a glorious God in heaven. We can discern his power, and we can discern his, uh, some of his skill and magnificence just by looking at the world. But then we have the law of the Lord. And so we have this finer grained and more detailed uh, revelation of God. The law of the Lord is perfect. And now we start seeing his benefits, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true. Some, uh, Some say testimonies there. And righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter than also than honey, and the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them there's great reward. 
So here's our moral instruction, here's our wisdom. Uh, so that first revelation above, the, the revelation in nature, marvelous thing, glorious thing, declares God's glory day after day, night after night. But then we have the perfect law, reviving the soul, giving us wisdom, making our heart glad, enlightening us, uh, teaching us the way of righteousness, and a sweetness and reward in there. And now we also see a correction, verse 12. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant from presumptuous sin. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I'll be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So keeping us from sin Showing us our faults. Uh, James would talk about the word of God as a mirror, which we hold up and we can see see ourselves. And so we have this uh, wonderful revelation of God, which in the way of life directs us much more clearly and better, even than the glorious revolution, uh, revelation of God in the creation. So we've, as we look at the Psalms, we've made special note to see where they're quoted and how they're used in the New Testament. And one of the verses of this psalm is quoted in the New Testament. It's in Romans 10. In Romans 10, speaking about the glories of the gospel, uh, there's the rhetorical question uh, about uh, being, you know, faith come by hearing and hearing the word of Christ. But then the rhetorical question, well, have they not heard? Indeed they have, for, and here's the quote from Psalm 19, for their voice has gone to all the earth, and their word to the ends of the world. And so the gospel, this psalm is quoted as saying, the gospel has gone to the end of the earth, uh, to all the earth, to the end of the world. Now, this is one of these just uh, things that you just have to almost shake your head at the way this is constructed. The Romans passage is about what? The gospel going everywhere. That's the ultimate revelation of God, isn't it? But the part that's quoted is from the section about the glory of God in the heavens. And so it's not a quotation where the psalm is talking about uh, the, the revealed word of God, but about his creation revelation. And that's what's quoted in talking about the revelation of the gospel. And so uh, I, I just find it's uh, the amazing use uh, that the inspired writers make uh, of this. Uh, myself, I think I would have, you know, okay, uh, Jay, we need you to, to have a scripture that supports the idea the gospel goes to everybody. And use Psalm 19. I think I would have used the part about the written revelation, but the inspired apostle, obviously rightly so, uses the part about the sun up in the sky. And the only thing I can think is that the gospel is as obvious as everything else in God, that God created in its glory in nature. As obvious as the sun is, so is the obviousness of the gospel. It is God's revelation that has gone everywhere. And so uh, that part, uh, verse 4, is quoted in Romans, uh, Romans 10. And so we have that New Testament use of our Old Testament songbook once again. All right, with that then we'll close. Think about the glorious gospel that's gone to all the world. 
if the sun and the moon and the things above are glorious, how much more God's written revelation? If the old law could be said by the uh, psalmist to be sweeter than honey and more desirable than gold, how much more the New Testament, the story of the gospel? And so we have this most glorious and grand and universal thing in Christ for us. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available online at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.